0: Welcome to The Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fratinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Herd and Ten. I am joined by my co-host, Corbin Bryant. I'm Jake Fortinsky. you can check us out on Twitter, We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to unpack after last night's incredible win. The Bills just stomped on the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't look anything like what we saw last season in the AFC Championship game. Am I right, Corbin? It's a total
1: 180. Josh Allen came out with a purpose. He said, I'm going to take this ball down the field and I'm going to score no matter how, how I do it, no matter if I have to throw it, no matter if I have to run it, I'm going to take this ball down the field and I'm going to score it and our defense is going to go out there and we're going to stop people. We're going to keep Mahomes in the pocket. The Bills didn't have to blitz, which was amazing. And it was just a masterful plan by Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable, and, and the entire team. Like, just an incredible effort.
0: They showed up prepared and even with that one hour plus rain delay, it didn't make a darn bit of a difference because I thought that there was a possibility that coming to the second half with a huge break, that maybe the Bills wouldn't be the same or, the, or more so the Kansas City Chiefs would come in and be a little more prepared, make some adjustments. And they did stall us a couple times. But it really didn't matter. The Bills' defense just showed up and showed out. And the Bills' offense with Josh Allen at the helm just took control of that game. They made sure that that game was pretty much never in doubt. And we got to talk about a guy in Gregory Russo because he's been coming up the ranks Starting in preseason, he looked a lot better than people expected. He didn't appear to be the project that we thought he would be. And then every week, he just seems to be getting better and better and playing with a little more confidence and a little more swagger. As a former defensive tackle, you know what it takes to really step up in those big moments. Gregory Rousseau is doing that right now, and he's showing up in the big moments. What did you think of that interception? And outside of that interception... How about just his ability to constantly make an impact, whether it's tackling the running backs or putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes?
1: Jake, if I want to take a step back here for a second and congratulate the Bill scouting staff, Brandon Bean, to have a guy like Greg Rousseau fall to you in the late 20s in the first round of the draft. I mean, what a steal. The guy is a prototypical defensive end, long arms, very tall. I see a guy that is definitely doing the thing that he is coached to do. He's pushing the pocket. He's not running around the quarterback, causing seams. The guy is a smart football player. He's using his athleticism to, an event, to his advantage. When you look at the, the first thing he did with the PBU to cause the, the third down stop, and then he tipped another ball and he caught it for interception. And then he's getting, getting sacks around some of the best offensive linemen in the league. The Chiefs offensive line is no slouch. And he's out there taking over the game in a sense. The guy had five tackles, four solo, one pass defended, one interception, one sack. The guy is going to do nothing but a sin from here on out. I think we may have a perennial pro bowler as he continues to develop.
0: Especially when you look at his size. I mean, the way this guy is built, he is built, like you said it, to be a guy that could be a perennial pro bowler really. And When you look at what he is doing every game, every snap, he is just grinding. He's working and he's not getting a massive percentage of snaps, but he's doing a whole lot with the limited snaps he is getting. And he's doing it against good teams. The Kansas City Chiefs have a hell of an offensive line and Gregory So was plowing through them. All night last night, of course, he shows off his high school wide receiver hands when he goes and gets that interception. I was just blown away by that. That's something that I have not seen in a long time. I'm sure you will remember it did happen against the Bills back when EJ Manuel threw a pick and J.J. Watt had a pick kind of like that. Now that was a pick six, but same kind of story. When you see a defensive lineman doing things like that, It makes you turn your head and go, something is special about this guy. He's not just another good defensive lineman. He could be a, like you said, perennial pro bowler.
1: Yeah, and people think that, you know, oh, he's a first rounder. He's just starting because he's a first rounder. No, he wouldn't. Took that job. Greg Rousseau took the job. I think it was Mario Addison was out there. Uh, Epinesa was out there. Greg Rousseau went out there and he took the job because of his performance on the field, not just because he was a first rounder. He went out there and he played, and now he's pretty much solidified himself in that position for years to come.
0: It is pretty wild. It's good that you bring that up because he is beating out good players. It's not like the bills defensive line was inept. They didn't have a good season last year, but there was a ton of talent there coming into this season. And Rousseau has just taken it. It's Like a lot of guys that we see, they get that one opportunity to come in, they make their mark, and all of a sudden, they never look back. And from what we've seen from Rousseau, I don't think he's looking back, and he's going to be starting game in, game out for probably quite a few years to come with the Buffalo Bills. Now, we look at the offense here, and I am just so pleased with the numbers that I'm looking at. Let's talk about Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox only has three receptions, but 117 yards. He's got a touchdown. His three catches were all impressive. He scampers for a monster touchdown where he slips behind Sorensen, behind the linebacker to find an open gap on the field. He looked really good. He looked really smart. He also played a significant role in blocking. When you saw on replays, he was getting in there. He was blocking guys. How impressed are you with what he has done so far in just the first five weeks? And we've been waiting for this step forward, and it looks like he's taking not a step, but a leap forward.
1: Like we used to say in the locker room when I played in Buffalo, they better start backing up the Brinks truck, if you know what I mean. Because like I said last week, Dawson Knox is on his way to getting paid. Now, it's the first touchdown that he had. A lot of it was Josh Allen. He was you know, waiting, waiting, and you know, he, it was pretty much a, a lost coverage there. But still, making that catch in the rain and taking it in for a touchdown, as well as being a blocker in the run game, the Bills have a very balanced offense. So when you have that type of balanced offense, as a tight end, you're going to have to stick your nose in there and block sometimes. I know there are some tight ends, I won't name any names, that – they just choose not to block. It's just not their thing. I want to go out there. I want to catch passes. Dawson Knox is not that. He is the guy that he'll bloody his nose for you. He will catch passes. He will do anything it takes to win. And the thing about it, like, I remember coming out of Ole Miss, he didn't have a great senior year. But, again, like, our, our scouting department, they knew he had the ability, and they drafted him in the third round. And the guy is just paying dividends for the Bills. He's, he's – Playing on another level.
0: And he's doing something that a lot of the Bills players are doing. And that's what you talked about getting your nose bloodied. You're willing to go into that fire and do whatever it takes to win. And it starts with the coaching staff and it ends with the players. And it's including everyone. We're not just talking about the top players, we're talking about bottom players. Everyone is just feeding into this. Look at Josh Allen. If you listen to his press conference after the game, this guy's all business. He's going, got to focus on next week. I just want to win. I do everything I can. You know, they talked about his spectacular hurdle late in the game to get the first down. He had as a perfect example, this guy is going to be making $40 million a year, and he is willing to die for this team. He's willing to do whatever it takes to win the game. And everyone seems to be doing that. So I like that you mentioned that with Dawson Knox, because He is just one piece. He's just one player that's willing to put it all on the line. And it just seems like this is the year where everyone is buying in. Everyone is doing everything it takes to win that battle every single week. And on a more casual note, let's talk about what the bills were doing late in that game with about a minute left. They're all dancing on the sidelines. They're having fun and, that is what this game is still really about yes we you know we take it seriously we're obviously in the media we have this show every week and we're also serious and we look at the stats these guys just want to play football they're having fun out there and sure it's never fun to lose and it's fun to win but you can tell this team is meshing on another level a level that is way past the money way past just winning these guys just love to play the game and i think they love to play together can you talk about that Corbin and just some of your experience whether it was in high school college NFL there is something more to the game than just the money and winning right
1: yeah definitely because most guys like like you said we go out there and we battle it out every Sunday we battle it out in training camp but at the end of the day guys have families guys want to go out and hang out like I remember uh, going back to my college days on Thursdays, we would go out and we would have dinner together. The whole defense would go out we'll have dinner, get to know each other, not talk about any strategy or anything like that. And the same thing when I was in Buffalo, like we would go, we would choose a, a different restaurant. Shout out to Mulberries in Buffalo. Very, very tasty. I love the place. Um, but we would choose a place and we would go and we would sit there. We wouldn't talk any football strategy. We would just talk you know, like getting to know each other. And that pays dividends on the field. Like if you're out there and you don't trust the guy next to you, if you don't trust the guy running the route for you, if I am out there as a defensive lineman and I don't trust the guy to the left or to the right of me to run the right stunt or run the right play, then it's all for naught. It doesn't matter how good of a player you are if you don't have that, that cohesion and that consistency with the guy next to you. So hanging out and and having that togetherness on the field, seeing the Bills celebrate like that, I saw last week that Diggs and and Deion Dawkins were playing red light, green light in the middle of the game. Like, who does that? Guys that are confident do that. Guys that know what they're doing, guys that have a feeling that they're going to win the game, those guys do that. Guys that are, like, timid, unconfident, you 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 would never see guys doing stuff like that. So what we see what we're seeing right now is a very confident Buffalo Bills football team.
0: And we're looking at a dangerous team. They're rolling. They're four and one and everyone seems to be doing what they need to do. It should be noted. The Bills were missing Matt Milano and I talked about this last week. I asked yourself, I asked Ted I had some concerns. How are the bills going to cover Kelsey? You talked about they got to chip him. They got to use the defensive lineman to get him a step off, get him a little slower so that when he gets to that secondary, he's struggling, piss him off a little bit. And they seem to have done that, but it should be noted. AJ Klein stepped in. He stepped into a big role in a big game and he showed up and we talked about this before we jumped on the show. And you were just blown away by what A.J. Klein did, correct?
1: The guy is a consummate pro. A.J. Klein is a veteran, a guy that's played years for the Panthers, a few years for the Saints. Like, he's a guy that you can depend on, a guy that's played a lot of ball. He, what I saw from him last night was him pretty much just running to the ball, pretty much what everybody on the Bills team was doing, hustling, making the right plays. Obviously, he doesn't have the kind of speed that a Tremaine Edmonds has, but he's a guy that you can depend on to be at the, in the right place at the right time. He's not going to be a guy that's like, oh, he's going to jump over the pile and make a play or make a huge hit. But I guarantee you that a guy like A.J. Klein is going to be in the right place at the right time. If they're running the ball in his B-gap, he's going to be there. If they're tossing the outside to the corner, I guarantee you he's going to be there. And those are the type of guys that you can depend on with guys like Matt Milano
0: out. He definitely has the instincts. Yeah, he might not have that speed that Edmonds or Milano brings, but he's got those instincts and he's willing to do a lot to keep up. And he was doing it. There were a couple times, of course, Kelsey's going to make plays, but AJ Klein, for the most part, hung in there. He made some big tackles. And that's another thing. The Bills defense was sure tackling. And I'm sure you could go on days about this, but... They're not missing tackles. There were a couple missed tackles, but really not a whole lot. And on the other side of the field, the Kansas City Chiefs were missing a ton of tackles. And I don't want to take away from the Bills' win. I don't want to take away from the Bills' offense. But boy, oh boy, the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot to figure out, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, there was a reason why guys like us, we we were a little worried last week. I was like, okay, the Bills haven't played anybody. You know, we lost to the Steelers. Like, what's going to happen this week? The Chiefs are a team that could turn it on at any moment. Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes and Tariq Hill and Kelsey and all those guys, like, in my estimation, the Chiefs are going to be fine. They're going to be a playoff team, whether anybody believes me or not. They are going to turn it around with a, with a head with a head coach like Andy Reid. They're going to be fine, but the Bills just were just totally dominant. Like what's what you were talking about with like the tackles, they were gang tackling the guy. There were many times where you saw eight, nine guys jumping on the pile. There are many times on the offense where you see guys like like Dawkins. And Morris just pushing guys around down the field. You're seeing guys running hard. You see Josh Allen with that determination in his face. And that's a team that's hard to beat. So to say that Kansas City is some pushover, they have some things they have to work on. It's the sixth, you know, it's going to be week six of the season, right? Like it's not like it's week 12 or like, oh, you know, let's get ready to go to Cancun. The Chiefs aren't there yet. The Chiefs will be a playoff team. And this is going to be a great win for the Bills because once the Chiefs, turn it on and get in the playoffs, they're going to have to come to see the Bills at Highmark Stadium.
0: And you better believe the Bills are going to be prepared. The Bills were playing really tough in this game. And that's something I want to talk about here because there's been quite a few seasons where the Bills were really good team, but they didn't necessarily have that grind or that toughness that made them a feared team. And when you look at what they did last night, I truly believe the Kansas City Chiefs were afraid. When you look at the way Mahomes was looking around, he looked scared. He had happy feet. And you talk about gang tackles. That's my favorite thing in all of football. Seeing guys just pile up on a guy. And you don't want to see a guy get injured. It was obviously unfortunate. Clyde Edwards, allaire leaves the game. He's got a knee injury. They haven't updated exactly what that is at this point. But I love those kinds of tackles. The guy's trying to fight for those extra yards. And all of a sudden, you see two Bills defensive linemen just jump on top of him. Man, if you got six, 700 pounds on you, yeah, your knee's probably going to be hurting. So that's my favorite, favorite part of this game, specifically because the Bills played so tough. They didn't back down, and they hit hard. Every time they had a chance, They were hitting guys. Even there was a play. I'm not sure who it was, but you see Mahomes go out of bounds and we give him a little extra shot when he's on his way out of bounds. And that's just another play. You want to make sure that guys don't want to run against you. You want to make sure that quarterbacks do not feel comfortable rolling out and going and scampering for a few yards. You want them to think twice before they do that. Now, I want to jump to the Bills quarterback because that's where we really got to dig in here. Josh Allen goes off. There's been these question marks. He hasn't been as good. I myself even said it. I don't know if he's as good as he was last season. Oh, man, I feel like an idiot. He looked unbelievable last night. He didn't even have to throw the ball a whole lot. He goes 15 for 26, 315 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then, of course, he's got 11 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown I got the QB rating here of 139.1 boy oh boy did he feast on the Kansas City Chiefs defense and he looked just so smooth and you talked about it on the Dawson Knox play he took his time he rolled out it was a broken play and he just tosses it 40 50 yards down the field how unbelievable is this guy's arm have you seen an arm like this before
1: His arm is incredible. I mean, there's obviously some comparisons out there, but, you know, obviously you compare him to Mahomes or, you know, somebody in that realm. But the guy is throwing the ball at a different level. And watching the game last night, I see a guy that's very confident in his offensive line like when, when, when quarterbacks are not confident in their offensive line, you, they get fidgety kind of like similar to what we talked about with Davis Mills last week. He had no confidence in his, in his offensive line and he's out there running around scared. Josh Allen is standing in the pocket. You know, he's waiting for the routes to open up and he took it upon himself last night to look at his first read and take off through the lanes because the Kansas City Chiefs were dumb enough to play man to man against the Bills. Like that's just something that you can't do with a mobile quarterback. You play man-to-man against the Tampa Bay Bucs. Tom Brady can't run. You play man against them. You don't play man-to-man against the Buffalo Bills, even if they had a spy on them. Josh Allen is fast enough to to run by the guy or jump over a guy to make things happen. Josh Allen right now, he is just, he's he's a tough cover right now. The guys that are are watching in the film room in Tennessee They are, they're scratching their heads right now, just trying to figure out what they can do against them. One, one thing that people are trying to do, they're trying to mix it up on him, but Josh Allen has gotten so much smarter with his decision-making, you know, granted, you know, you throw a pick here, you throw a pick there, you know, quarterbacks are gonna, they're gonna do that. It's fine. It's the national football league, but this guy has been as consistent as they come. And he's right now in tops in the MVP race, in my opinion.
0: That's a perfect segue to this upcoming matchup. The Bills have pretty much, and I think the number one ranked defense right now, I would argue they either should have or do have the number one ranked offense at this point. They're pretty much one of the, if not the best team in the NFL going into week six. And they're going against a Tennessee Titans team that has a rocky start to the season. They've had some ups. They've had some downs. They did have a big win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we all know the Jacksonville Jaguars are obviously not a particularly good team. But as you've said before, and I'm sure our listeners know, no game is an easy game. No game, you're just automatically going to win. But yes, when you're playing the Jaguars, you should win. It's a certainly winnable game, and you don't want to lose that game. But I want to talk specifically about the Titans run game because that's what the Bills are going to be going up against. I'm not super concerned with Ryan Tannehill. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But the Tennessee Titans have the best running back in the entire NFL in Derrick Henry. And he's having probably the best season he has ever had. And you look at just this past week, 29 rushes for 130 yards and three touchdowns. And it's not the first game now that he's put up three rushing touchdowns. You know he's going to come prepared. But you also know the Buffalo Bills defense are going to come prepared. Do you have any concerns about this Bills D-line? Because they've looked unbelievable against the run and the pass, but particularly against the run. When we look at the defensive tackles, your probably favorite position, you look at Ed Oliver, you look at Starla Tulele, those guys are swallowing up running backs. Are they going to be able to swallow up Mr. Big Derek Henry?
1: They're going to have to do their best to, but I'm not in this run scheme that the Titans run. They run a lot of double inside zone. They run some outside zone, some some toss, um, some isos. So our defensive tackles are going to be double the majority of the game. So I'm looking at Tremaine Edmonds. I'm looking at uh, Matt Milano. Hopefully he can get back in the lineup. I'm looking at our safeties. I'm looking at Micah Hyde. I'm looking at Jordan Poyer. I'm looking at Teron Johnson outside. These are the guys that are going to have to hit them. It's going to be like a heavyweight match. I don't know if anybody watched the Tyson Fury and the Wilder fight. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going, to, it's going to take guys taking Henry down as much as they can without allowing him to get the extra yardage. Derrick Henry, he's a guy that gets stronger as the game goes on. But one thing the Bills are going to have to do, they're going to have to continue to hit him and hit him and knock him down. Because the only way, Tannehill is going to earn his contract that he got in offseason, I think he got over $100 million, thanks to Derrick Henry, is on play action pass. Like Everybody thinks they're going to run the ball and Tannehill takes the ball and he throws a play action pass deep to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But if you're stopping the run, Tannehill becomes just about op- as obsolete as he was in Miami. Like The guy is just a, a regular quarterback. So the key to this game and I'm sure everybody knows it, you got to put your nose on Derrick Henry. You got to hit him, you got to hit him, and you got to hit him until he quits. Now I don't know if he's going to quit, but you just got to keep hitting him until, until until the clock strikes
0: 0. And that's what the Bills did this past week. Now, no one's going to compare Clyde Edwards-Helaire to Derrick Henry, but the Kansas City Chiefs have a half decent running game. And the bills just shut it down and it made Patrick Mahomes day incredibly difficult. And I don't think anyone's going to compare Ryan Tannehill to Patrick Mahomes. So you better believe if the bills can find a way to slow down Derek Henry, he might put up a hundred yards, but if you keep him to a touchdown or less, There is no question Tannehill is going to struggle against this incredibly strong Buffalo Bills secondary. And it is going to come down to like what you talked about, specifically the linebackers, because they're going to have an opportunity here to slow down Derrick Henry. And I'm looking straight at big poppy Tremaine Edmonds right up the middle. That guy is a big dude. And he's going to use his body. If there's a game where he can put his body on the line, this is the game to do it. This is the game to show that you belong on the Buffalo Bills. This is the game that you show that you deserve to be the middle linebacker of the Buffalo Bills because Derrick Henry is going to run right through you and you better be prepared to take him down. Now, when we talk about tackling here, and a lot of people might know, they might not know, where should they be going after Derrick Henry here? Because where do you need to be hitting him? Not only to slow him down, because you may not get those sure tackles where you wrap him up and he goes down. A lot of the times, he's going to get through some contact. How do you ensure that when the game is late in the game, he's finally getting tired? He maybe doesn't have that extra juice to pop that last touchdown to win the game.
1: That's when the D-line comes into play, Jake. The D line has to create disruption in the backfield with knockback. They have to knock the guards back, the tackles back to take those scenes away. The Buffalo defense has to play on the other side of the line of scrimmage because it's hard with a guy. Derrick Henry's 6'4", 275 pounds. Once that boulder gets running downhill, I mean, it's that not, not much can stop it. So they have to play on the other side of the line, whether they're, if they're tossing it outside, Micah Hyde and, and – and Tredavious White, they have to feel those lanes, they have to dive at his legs, they have to slow him down. Um, if he's running up the middle, the fullback needs to be stuffed by Tremaine Evans. Like if once he gets started, once the ball gets started rolling downhill, it's tough. And he also has that stiff arm. So once he gets out in the open, it's, it's pretty much kissing goodbye. So the only way, and I'm sure Sean McDermott is saying this in, in the meetings tomorrow and the next day, You got to stop him before he gets started.
0: So final thing here, let's cover for this upcoming game. Obviously, we've talked about the Bills' huge win against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills have skyrocketed, in my opinion, in the power rankings, although I think they were already third overall. But they just stomped on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're now in prime time again Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. They're going to be on the road once again. I'm looking here. They're a five-point spread favorite. What's your thoughts on that spread? Is it too high? Is it too low? When I look at the Buffalo Bills, after dominating the Chiefs, after seeing what the Titans are defensively, you got to believe the Bills are going to put up huge numbers again. And I don't think the Titans have nearly as good of an offense as the Chiefs, right?
1: Well, it's, it's easy to, to have that five-point spread when you're on the road right? Winning games on the road are not easy. Granted, last night looked like a, an easy win to us because, you know, we played the Chiefs, you know, supposedly the best team in the league. And, you know, we won that one by a landslide. But you never want to give too big of a cushion to a team that's on the road. And the Titans, they are not a bad team. You know, they've lost some close games. They have some good players. They have great players on defense. They have Bayer. They have uh, Jeffrey Simmons uh, up the middle to stop the run. They they have good players. It's not like we're playing the Texans again. It's like, okay, plus plus 10, and let's just just get them out of here. This game's going to be competitive. The Bills, like, everybody's, like, happy right now about what the Bills are doing. But this game is going to be competitive because the Bills are at the top of the food chain right now. And when you're at the top of the food chain, you're going to get everybody's best shot. Just like, you know, somebody compared the game last weekend, the college game, Texas A&M in Alabama. Anytime you're playing Alabama, you're going to get the best shot. So now the Bills are the top of the food chain. I would say they're the best team in the NFL. That's just my opinion. I think that they are. And when they're, when you're on that high of a totem pole, the Tennessee Titan coaches are definitely going to be in that film room a lot longer because they say, if we can beat the Buffalo Bills, we're going to get some momentum going into the second half of the season and hopefully into the playoffs.
0: And I think we should end here because that is just such an amazing way to end this episode. The Buffalo bills are potentially, and I also agree with you. I think they are the best team in the NFL at this point. I did not think I'd be saying this, this early in the season, but you got to just be so impressed with everything they have done. Everything is working. You know, I talk about this all the time. It's very hard to have a team be good defensively, good offensively, and have good special teams. But the Bills are just clicking on all cylinders right now. The Bills' defense is number one. Their offense is practically number one. And their special teams has looked really good. We don't even talk about the kicking position anymore because it's just locked up. When you look at Bass, the guy hits everything you need him to hit. He does everything you need him to do. Sure, he's had a couple weird kickoffs where he's put it out of bounds. But aside from that, he's looked really good. Isaiah McKenzie has kind of eliminated the conversation of ever considering another returner because he's looked really solid now. And we talked about him being a little bit of a gadget. They used him as a gadget in the red zone just last night. And we ended up scoring a touchdown where Allen did a read option, just ran it in. We're using everyone Everyone's really adding their value to this team and you just got to be loving what the Buffalo bills are bringing to the table. So Corbin, thank you so much for another great week. You can check Corbin out on Twitter. You can check me out on Twitter. You can go check us out at herd in 10. We're going to be on YouTube every week now. So you get to see our lovely faces. Thank you so much. And go bills. Go bills. And also feel free to send me
1: questions on, on Twitter. I had a lot of fun last night answering some of the some of our Bills Mafia questions. So feel free to hit me up. We'll talk to y'all later.